proportion of your courage. Praise the Lord. You can either achieve much or achieve little depending on how courageous you are. If you look at the book of Numbers from verses 14, Numbers 14 from verses 1 to 9, I believe, the children of Israel sent some spies to go and look at the land they were supposed to possess according to the word of God. God said, I have given you this land. Go and possess it. So they sent spies to say, let us see how the land looks like. And they came back with a report. They confirmed that the, 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 the land was full with milk and honey, just like the Lord promised. But all, two, the ten of them also came back with another report that says that there were giants in the land. There were children of what? Hamalekites in the land. And they said to us, we look like what? Grasshoppers. So they limited themselves because of fear. They didn't have the courage to step into the promise of God for them. But two of them, Caleb and Joshua, said, why are you focusing on the Amalekites? Why are you focusing on the giants? What about God who has promised us this land? Let, us be, let that be our focus. Let that be our, our drive. And of course, we know what happened to the ten and others that didn't believe in what they were saying. They were limited. They didn't get to the promised land. They all died in the wilderness because of their unbelief. Praise the Lord. So, how far you go depends on your courage. If you don't have the courage to do something, you may be limited in life. I pray that we will not be limited in the name of Jesus Christ. And our second thought is very important as well. You know, I was on the social media during the week and I saw this very small video that really challenged me. And that's where this comes from. He says, what do you practice every day? What do you practice every day? Whatever you practice, you get what? Very good at it. Before I dwell more on that, let me just read the scripture for us. Philippians 4, 8. Say, finally, brethren, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is what? Pure. Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, do what? Think about those things. So whatever you practice every day, you get very good at it. If you are in a math class and you practice calculus every day, you become very good at what? At calculus. It's as simple as that. You know it. You won't be afraid to go to class because you know it. You, you practice it every day. 
And the truth of it as well is that if what you practice every day is anger, you get, it good, you get good at what? You get good at being angry. Every little thing angers you because you are good at it. You are an expert in anger. If it's worry that you practice every day, if you worry about everything every day, you what? Become what? An expert in what? Worrying. You'll be warrior. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> worrying about everything. Whatever you practice, if you practice complaining, everything you complain about, complain, 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 then you got good at what? Complaining. You become what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. That is the truth. Every little thing that people can say, can, can look and overlook, you, you complain about it. Oh, the chair I'm sitting on church, the chair doesn't have a good leg. Why must I be the one sitting on the chair with a good leg? Every little thing. You are in the aircraft, and you saw somebody sitting in the bigger seat. This place is very tight. Call me somebody. I want to change this place for me. Every little thing you complain about. Every little thing you worry about. So what, you, what are you practicing? What are you practicing? What are the things that you, know, you do every day? Same thing if you practice joy. If you are joyful every day. Then what happens? You become what? Joyful. Things don't worry you. Just carry on with your life. What, you worry? what is why are you always smiling? Because you are practice smiling. But if you always frowning your face, even when things are good, your face is still frown. You are still, you know, looking very as if something is worrying you. I remember I've said that people get very old because they are always not smiling. You know, try and smile all the time. You look very fresh. So what do you practice? We need to watch ourselves. What we practice matters a lot. You practice always complaining about your children. You just, no matter what they do, they be, be complaining about them all the time. But if you practice always commending them, encouraging them, then you will find a way to encourage them, even in difficult situations. If your husband is always the one you are complaining about every day, then any little thing he does, you complain about him as well. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to challenge us, ask yourself, what do I practice? What do I practice? And that takes me to the continuation of our teaching on going forward. We have covered a lot thus far. If you look at the, uh, the diagram we have in front of us, you know, we talk about focus, we talk about identifying the cause, we talk about encouraging ourselves or being encouraged by others. We talk about knowing the values of what uh, drives us, you know. Talk about determination as a way of pushing ourselves, you know. Um, we started dwelling about courage last week. We started talking about courage. How does courage affect us in terms of going forward, you know, this year? You know, and I was listening to the news recently and I realized that courage has become 
even very much important in this political environment now. Praise the Lord. People need to be able to establish, you know, show courage to do things right. It takes courage to do the right thing. And last week, while I was talking about this, my focus on being courageous was looking at being courageous to even do the right thing. And I said that, you know, at home, it takes courage sometimes to say sorry to your spouse, to accept that you are wrong, in order for you to move forward. It takes courage to, to do something wrong and say, yes, I did something wrong. I need to do better next time. It takes courage to do that. And it takes courage to acknowledge that you are a sinner. And I want to reconcile back with my God. It takes courage. And that's, that is the first thing we need to do this year if we are moving forward with God. You need to acknowledge, first of all, that there's something that you need to do better in your relationship with God. It takes courage. That courage is lacking in the life of many. That was why they, they've not been able to say, I surrender to Jesus. I surrender to Jesus. Because of the lack of that courage to accept the fact that they are wrong. Praise the Lord. Last week, I was able to emphasize as well, there's a difference between courage and determination. You know, there's a difference between courage and determination. Determination talks about, you know, you being determined to achieve a difficult thing. We want to talk about courage and other element is there, which is the element of fear or danger. You know, so you need to be courageous to be able to overcome those fear or the dangerous situations that are ahead of you. Praise the Lord. And we talk about the battlefield of the mind. You know, that it's in your mind that the greatest battle is fought. If you cannot win the battle in your mind, you're not called to do that, then you may not be able to step into the promise of God. For you, praise the Lord. Today, by the grace of God, I want to continue by asking the question, what can inspire courage? What can inspire courage? In us, what can make us to be courageous? What are the things that can make us to be courageous? And I want us to look at the two scriptures that we have there. In 1 Samuel 17, 1 Samuel 17, 29 to 58. We, we, we saw the story of David there. I will not read it. We are familiar with the story of David. David got to the, to the battlefront and said, I have to challenge Goliath. I cannot allow him to continue to say what he's saying. There is a cause that I need to fight for. Of course, in Numbers 13, 2003, Numbers 13, we saw there as well that the Caleb and Joshua were able to, 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 to be inspired, to be courageous, and say, no, 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 we are not just seeing the Amalekites and the giants. We are seeing God as well. Now, because they are giants, does not mean that we cannot overtake them. So that, they were inspired. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the first thing that inspires courage is, if you're learning for, 
Believing in the cause. Believing in the cause. If you don't believe in what you are doing, you will not be courageous enough to do, to do it. And I was looking at how I can bring this across to us, you know, to really take it home. And two examples come to mind. Two examples come to mind. You know, how many of us have, have had severe constipation before? Constipation. Severe constipation. I'm not saying, when you say severe constipation, when you, want, when you think about going to the washroom, what comes to your mind? Fear. <laughs> you, you're afraid of going to the washroom because you know what you're going to face there. Praise the Lord. That's why doing this fasting and prayer, the Lord advise us, please drink water. Because if you are dehydrated and you have constipation, don't say, Pastor, that has to fast. That's why you're having constipation. Praise the Lord. But just imagine that as a man. They imagine a woman who is pregnant and who wants to give birth to a baby. Praise the Lord. It takes courage for you to know what you're going to go through in delivering a baby and say you want to get pregnant. Because there is a cause that is greater than that pain. That you want to have a child. We are ready to face it. But do you know that there are some people today that are not ready to, to have baby because of, they don't want to go through that pain. Do you know that? There are many women who have decided that I can't go through that stress. I'm not going to have babies. But a woman is joyfully, you know, getting pregnant, knowing fully well that that time is coming, that she will face that situation. But there's a greater cause that she has. The joy of having that baby far, far off outcomes, no, overcomes that fear of what she will go through during labor. Whether through normal delivery or through sessions. It's very courageous for a woman for them to say, we want to have babies. I thought the men here would clap for the women here. Let's clap for them, please. It's not easy. See, I have seen a video before where a man decided that he wants to, he wants to witness the, the, the wife getting the delivery. I, he, he, he was there to watch the wife deliver. But they delivered him. <laughs> he himself was delivered because he passed out. He passed out. He couldn't withstand it. He couldn't withstand it. But, uh, but we, have, we have women that have 11 children, 14 children. <laughs> that is true. Not only in Africa, even I learned recently, I learned recently, about a, an American football player, a star player, is of my age. Do you know how many children the wife has? Eleven children. A white man, Caucasian. Eleven children. Somebody is not even at my age. One wife, yes. <laughs> One wife, yes. Eleven children. They have already. Praise the Lord. <laughs> They're laughing. 
But it takes, it takes courage to go to labor for a woman. But there is a greater cause that they understood. That's why they, she's pregnant again. She knows she's going to deliver. Many of them go through social ascensions and they still do it again. Praise the Lord. That the Jew used to tell us a story about his own wife. Before they became Christians, they had their babies two social sessions, four children. And they told them that they could not, they should not try it again because of the process of that. But when they became Christian, they just <laughs> decided to go have another baby. And that baby came through normal delivery. Praise the Lord. But what I'm, I'm trying to get across is that if the cause, if what you believe, if you believe in the cause, do we see more of the destination than what? Than the parts. Do we see more of the destination? What you are going, where you are going to is what you see, not how you are going to get there. Praise the Lord. So when David saw Goliath, he was not thinking of the Goliath. He was thinking of what needs to be done. How can I defend the name of God? It's more important to me. It's better I don't leave than allow this man to be talking anyhow about my God. So that cause was greater to him than the, the challenge Goliath presents. So you start seeing things that way. You become courageous because you are driven by the cause of what you want to achieve. Praise the Lord. Let me bring it home more to us so that it can be more relevant. You want to do, you, you, you want to be professionally qualified in an area. And they tell you the sum of money, how much you need to pay, how many exams you need to write to become qualified. And your heart breaks because you don't have that kind of money. But if you value what you are going for, what you will get after going through that program, you will not mind. Sometimes you go and get loans or whatever, or you pay instrumentally, or you reduce your budget in other areas to achieve the cost of yourself for yourself. So when you value the cost much more than the danger or the, or the fear that it comes with, then you are driven to get there. So this year, as you move forward by the grace of God, don't let anything become too big for you. Or don't be too fearful of anything. But think about the cause, what you want to achieve. And the Lord will take you there. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, evaluating your cause is very, very important. But also, you need to be uh, know what you know is also important. Number two point. Number two point on how you can inspire courage. Who you know. Who you know matters a lot. There's a saying in my language when you are when you are facing challenges and when you do some things people don't expect you to do and they say, ah, why did you do that? 
Say, Muni Baba ni gojo. That means I have what? Somebody who can do what? Take care of it for me. I have something like So who you know matters. The connection you have gives you the courage to do some things others could not do. If you know somebody, they can, they can, they can, you know, help you to overcome that challenge. You'll be courageous to, to act that way. Because you know somebody is backing you up. You are backed up by somebody. The connection matters. And that's why I'm excited because I'm not just connected to anybody. I'm connected to, the, to who? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Almighty God. The one that can do all things. The Bible says, is there anything impossible for him to do? Absolutely nothing. He can do all things. So I'm excited. I'm encouraged. Because I have somebody. I know somebody who can help me through it. Praise the Lord. And that is very, very important. Who you know matters a lot. In Daniel 11.32. Daniel 11.32. The Bible says, those that know their God, that what? Shall be strong and do exploits. They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. If you know your God, if you understand who he is, you will do exploits. You will not be afraid. You will be courageous to act in such a way that people will be asking, what, what, what are you relying on? But you'll be able to respond that I have a father. Almighty Father, He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I have a father. You'll be able to respond. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew they have a God. They know somebody who can save them. So when the king announced, and said everybody should bow down to an, an image. They refused. People around them were afraid of the king. What the king would do to them if they don't you know, do what the king wanted. But they stood their ground because they know their God. And they did exploits. They did exploits. Daniel 3, that's what you just said. Daniel 3, I'll read for us. Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. Who talks to the king like that? Who talks to, not another king, in his, own, in, in his days, he was like, can I say Trump? Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's very strong king, controlling a large region of the land. So we had, and they were not just anybody in the land. They were slaves. They were not free in the land. But yet, they were able to say, Oh, ye king, we are not able to answer you in this manner. In this matter. This is beyond what we can discuss with you. See, if it be so, our God whom we serve, hallelujah, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. You can't threaten us with this. Our God is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us. 
out of their hand, O king. That's how much they know their king, the, the, the God. So, but if not, listen to this. That's the interesting part of the But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve their gods, nor worship the golden image with that are set up. Whether he choose to, we know he can. But even if we choose not to deliver us, we are still not going to do what? Serve your king. They that know their God shall do exploits. And they were thrown into the very furnace. They were thrown there. And the Bible said, when they were, they were there, the king saw and said, Were well, there not three thrown into the fire? I see four. And the appearance of the fourth person looks like what? Son of God! Hallelujah. God will appear in your situation. Amen. Say, I see four. This is the fire that, you know, people that put through them there, what happened to them? The fire consumed them. The fire was so hot that it consumed them. But these four people were not struggling in the fire. See, I can see people, four people walking. And he, he went to the edge of the fire. And call them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Is your God who you serve able to deliver you from the fairy funny furnace? She come out. And they came out. And the Bible said there was no smell of fire on their body. They were tired before they went into the fire. The, the, the fire burnt the what's what, what's it called? The ropes. But yet, the clothes were clean. Let's clap for Jesus. That was an exploit. That was an exploit. We have, they've never seen like that before. How can it, even their clothes refuse to catch fire? It doesn't even smell fire. They were, they were like they were just inside a cool environment. But the rope that they used to tie them, no, were burnt. And because of that exploit, what happened? The king himself declared and said, in this land, no other God will be served. But, but, but the, God of, the God of who? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God will surprise you. Amen. You will do exploits. In the name of Jesus. And because of your testimony, many will not come to know God. Amen. So they exhibited courage because of who they know. Who they know. And many of us have done it in a way before. But unfortunately, maybe, maybe we didn't do it when it relates to our relationship with God. Praise the Lord. I grew up in a home where my father was, very, was a disciplinarian. A disciplinarian. But we have other you know, cousins that stays with us, that lives with us. So it's always, it's always difficult sometimes for them to approach my dad. But for me, when I'm in his good book, when I'm in his good book, <laughs> I can easily approach him. Or my, my younger sibling, who seems to be his favorite at that time, you know, can easily approach him because of the level of relationship that he has with him. Praise the Lord. Many of us now have office environment. We exhibit this trait. 
we have a boss that is very, very close to us. And because of the closeness of that boss, we do things that many people cannot get away with. Am I right? We do it because we know somebody will defend us. Praise the Lord. Could be your mentor, it could be anybody. But somebody's up there that knows that he's going to defend you. The same thing, you have the same concept about your God. Situations, challenges that comes your way will not weigh you down because you know your God. Don't you know your God? He can do anything. So when you're faced with challenges this year and you, are, you want to be discouraged, be encouraged. Have courage because of who? God. You sing, Abba Father, Almighty Father, He is King of kings and Lord of lords. I have a Father. Leave that song. Leave it. Leave it. Let it be seen in your life that you really have a God. Because you know one thing, some people are doing some things against you because of people they think they know. But you know somewhere that is higher than them. So why don't you exercise that faith as well? Praise the Lord. Whom you know matters. Praise the Lord. The next thing that can inspire courage is what? What you know. What you know can inspire courage. What you know. The understanding you have inspire courage. I would say my people perish for what? For lack of knowledge. But when you have an understanding, when you know something, you know, you know what, what can happen. You have an idea of what is going to happen. Then you are encouraged. You develop a courage that other people don't have. Why? What, what are you relying on? What are you relying on? What is making you to do grand grand? It's because of what you know. Just like when exam is coming, and some people are afraid of the exam, but you are just bouncing and you no, know, let them bring it. Come, let them bring it anyhow you want to bring it, because you are prepared. You already know that you will pass, no matter how it comes. But who has not prepared? Who does not know? Will be afraid of that exam. So what you know matters. And when you know things, it moves you up. You go forward. They say that, say that a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before what? Kings. He shall not stand before mean men. It's very important. So what do you know? Do you know the word of God? Do you know the promises in the word of God for you? Because if you don't know, the devil will cheat you. He will cheat you. That was what he did for the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 4. But he knew what the Lord says. So he was able to counter him with the word of God. So what you know matters. You know, sometimes it is what people do not know that makes you to be afraid. Because of what God has already told you, you are not afraid. Because of the awareness you have, you are not afraid. And that was what happened to Elisha in 2 Kings 6. When the Syrian army decided that they want to come and do what? Arrest Elisha. And they came calling. Let's read it. Second Kings 6 from verse 14. Second Kings 6 from verse 14. 
Devil sent in either horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host encompassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas! Alas! We are in trouble. My master, how shall we do? May the Lord calm you down. Because, you know, that we say, be careful for what? For nothing. But in everything, do what? Give thanks. By prayer and supplication, let what? Let your request be made known unto God. He shouted, alas, we are in trouble. We are in great trouble. What shall we do? And the man of God was just relaxing. There was no fear in him. Because of, because of what he knows. Because of what he knows. He was not afraid. He was not afraid at all. And what did he do? Bible says, and he answered, fear not. For they that be with us are what? Are more than that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, God, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. May the Lord open your eyes. Because many of us are worrying for nothing. So, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, you will see this year. You will see the goodness of God. You will see the favor of God. You will see the mercy of God. You will see the power of God manifesting in your life. In the name of Jesus. And he opened, and the eyes of the man, humans, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Chariots of fire ran about Elisha. Praise the Lord. So he, he, he was able to see what Elijah saw that made him to be comfortable, that gave him courage, that nothing can happen. I full ground there. Hallelujah. As you say for worry, I full, I full ground. Nothing, no shaking. Because what others are shaking about, fearful about, you know, God has taken care of this for you. You are not operating at the level of understanding they are operating. You are operating at another level. Praise the Lord. I give you another example from the scripture. Acts 27. Acts 27. Apostle Paul. He was a prisoner on a ship voyage. Being taken to Rome. And there was a problem. There was a problem on the, on, on, on the way. Even though he warned them before that let us wait. Let us wait. And till the next day before we move, there's trouble. I see trouble. They didn't listen to him. They think it's not relevant. Your voice will become very relevant very soon. In the name of Jesus Christ. They think it's not relevant. They just ignore him. What do you know? You are a slave here. You are taking your, your captivity. But they were afraid. I will say, we had several days of slow sailing. And after great difficulty, we finally near Sindos. But the wind was against us. So we sailed across to Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island, past the Cape of Salmon. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty. And finally, 
arrived at Fair Evans, near the town of Lisea. We had lost a lot of time. I pray for somebody here. God will restore time to you. Amen. I don't know why you have lost time, but God will restore time to you. Amen. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke to the ship officer about it. Man, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead. If you go on, shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our way, to life as well. What do you do? But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fear Evans was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew want to go on to finish. Further off the coast of Crete and spend the winter there. Phoenix, Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. Let me go, let me go further down so that you can just get to where I'm going to. They lost a lot of things on the way. In verse 21, Bible says, No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place. And not let Crete. You should have avoided all this damage and loss. Because if you read that scripture very well, they were not only losing the ship, they were throwing away their what? Their cargo, their food. You know, just to lighten up the ship a bit. You know, just like in the days of, uh, uh, no, not that one, the, this man, that, Jonah. You know, they were losing their properties. Say, if you have listened to me, but here was the next. Say, but take courage. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives. Even though the sea will go down. Take courage. None of you will lose your life. Even though the sea will go down. Why did he say that? For last night, for last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong. Who belongs to that God here? An angel of the Lord to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and promised me I'm going to get to what? To Rome. You are going to Rome. So whatever this thing is doing, what is shipwreck? Don't worry. I said, he has promised me. None of you will die. You may lose this ship, but we will not die. We will get to our destination. So he knew what will happen. He knew what will happen. And that really helped him to move on. I want us to pray. Maybe briefly, that God will open your eyes. God will give you divine revelations. So that what can cause you fear, the Lord Almighty will reveal to you. And you will not be down thinking of what you are not supposed to be thinking of. Worrying about what you are not supposed to be worrying about. That you will live a productive life because of what you know. That God will take away fear from you. And it will give you courage. Praise the Lord. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus Christ. What you know matters. And lastly, what can inspire courage? Your personal experiences. 
The first one we mentioned was what? Believing the cause. Second one? Who you know? Third one? What you know. And the fourth one is your personal experiences can give you courage. He has done it before. He will do it again. You know, if God has done it before for you, he will do it again. When David got to Goliath and, and saw, told him and said, you have but what? A child. This man you are facing, he has been a warrior from his youth. There's no way you can fight him. David's response was, I have seen bear and lion attack my walls in the wilderness. And I've fought with bears and with lions and I've overcome them. So this what? Ostakosa Philistia will be like one of them. What gave him that courage? His personal experience. Praise the Lord. That is why the Bible says you overcome him. By what? By the blood of the Lamb. And by what? And by the word of our testimonies. So God has not changed. That's what that says. He will do it again. I don't know. You know? Yes. Can you sing it for us, please? <laughs> Amen. Say, here we do it again. You know, it's, it's, very, it's a very good song to remind us. If he has done it before, he will do it again. If he has provided opportunities for you before, he will do it again. If he has taken you out of trouble before, he will do it again. Why worry? Why worry? Some of us know that play in the 70s, in the 80s in Nigeria. Why worry the what? Why worry the Baba? Praise the Lord. Why worry the Baba? You know, why worry about anything? If he has done it before, you will do it again. What is your experience? Are you telling me God has not done this for you before in the past? No. Is it by your power you are, you are where you are today? Say, we never leave you, nor what? Forsake you. So have that at the back of your mind. Let it ring. What are your testimonies that you have shared? How God has helped you? How God has taken you thus far? If he has done it before, he will do it again. Don't worry. Be happy. And the Lord Almighty will take you through. Yeah. Let's be on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is speaking to somebody here this morning. You are afraid, you are fearful of one thing or the other. And God is saying to you, do not worry. Do not be afraid. I will meet you at the point of your needs. I will be there for you. I will be there with you. I will be there to help you carry on. You will not fail. You will not fall. 
He is your supporter. He is one that will lift you up. Whatever the worry you may have today, know that God is there with you. He will help you carry on. Thank you.